0: Welcome to Dig It. This is the speaker. I'm here with my lovely ladies, the sharp edge and Cori Lynn of Cori's Digs. How you guys doing?
1: I'm feeling Fired good, up? Up, man. Fired <laughs> Lots up. to talk about. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm cold. You're cold. <laughs> I'm so cold.
2: You got to get on the other hemisphere
1: of the Earth, right? I feel Fired. like you're cold. Three quarters of the year. I'm very confused. Yeah.
0: My soul is broken, so it's yeah, it's not good. It's not good. <laughs> I have like three blankets on at the moment chatting to you girls. Oh boy. Well so what are we gonna roll into first, ladies? I, I think we have got little tidbits of of what we're gonna talk about today. I think it's mostly gonna be the Corey show because I know no, you've got a lot no. a lot lot, lot lot to say.
1: We have lots of things to discuss. I mean, we've got this stuff going on in Seattle. We've got the BM, BLM funding, the defunding the police. The Oh, I have so many little side notes and tidbits on everything going on. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. You guys want to start with Seattle? Sure. That's pretty insane over there.
0: Yeah, the autonomous yeah. zone. Capitol Hill autonomous zone. Like, can you believe like something like this can happen in this day and age?
1: Yes. <laughs> it's pretty surreal in, in seattle yes
0: exactly yeah no, that doesn't surprise me but yeah, absolutely. And, well,
1: and they're trying to kick one off at least last i saw in the middle of the night um they were trying to kick one off over in portland oregon too
2: right another
1: town. Um, antifa pulling fences trying to yeah so what, and, what, yeah what
0: borders work now Gates work, right. remember? That's
1: right. They're self-quarantining.
0: <laughs> so we, we should quarantine. set this up
2: for people that don't know. So right. this this week, Antifa quartered off about six blocks in the uh, Seattle area and have labeled it an autonomous zone with no police. They've kind of created their own state or country for the time being, or so to speak. It's really more like children playing you know, uh, playing capture the flag or something—it's really weird. But um, yeah, they've—we're uh, talking about creating their own money, their own flag. But in the last 24 hours, what we've seen them uh, steal fences and put them up. So, the, as speaker was alluding to, the fences work now. Gates work. <laughs> walls work.
0: <laughs> I, I think the funniest thing that's come out of that is that. Uh, some people in there were begging for vegan meat and soy to keep their area <laughs> operational after homeless people came in and took all their food.
2: Imagine that. Their commune, <laughs> their commune within 24 hours ran out of food.
1: Well, um, and they're also, they're, it's being alleged, I mean, I don't know that we have solid evidence, but it's being alleged that they're also doing shakedowns on the businesses within those blocks, telling them they have to give them money for protection and... And then they have a whole list of demands, which I'm actually maybe maybe one of you guys could try and find that while I'm I'm chatting about this whole Inslee debacle here. They have a list of um, demands. It's it's completely outrageous and a mile long and 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 quite funny actually. So yes. so then let's see. So today is Thursday. So when so this all began on Tuesday, I believe. And Wednesday, Inslee goes to do a live presser. And he's talking about COVID and God knows what else because I only honestly heard part of it. I happened to be on the phone with a friend at the time. And um, in the background on his computer, he's got multiple computers, all of a sudden I hear like, India I'm like, Inslee. I'm like, wait a minute. Did he just say what I think he said? So he was asked by a reporter about you know, Antifa taken over six blocks in Seattle and um, how he's going to handle that. And that they're getting word, the reporter's getting word that they're not allowing people in and out. And so his response to that is first off, he laughs as he says, well, that's news to me. And then goes on the, the reporter says, well, well, if this is happening and yada, yada, yada. And he and Inslee says, well, Hypothetically, as though it's not happening because, you know, he's got to play dumb because, assumably, I can't prove this, assumably, he was involved with the Department of Transportation delivering the porta potties for these people. So they have somewhere to go to the bathroom. And this is after a city council member had the keys to the front door of the city hall and let, what was it, like up to a thousand of the protesters, they call them protesters, in there. So you've got a lot of people complicit in this. And uh, we should, let's roll this clip of Inslee so that, everyone can hear his words and see his actions and see the sign language guy bouncing up and down for a great distraction while this is happening. <laughs> Governor, I'd like to ask you about uh, what's going on in Seattle. There's this uh, thing called the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. What's your thought on that, the fact that the protesters have taken that over and not allowing people to come and go freely? And I vote regarding the National Guard.
0: Well, that's news to me, so I'll have to reserve any comment about it. I, I have not, I have not heard anything about that from any credible source. <laughs> not that you're not credible. It's just like before I espouse an opinion, I should know of which I speak. <laughs> Keith,
1: you mentioned right. a follow-up.
0: Yeah, as far as the National
1: Guard, how uh, long are you going to keep them there? And with, if there is a, a takeover of a street in Seattle where they're barricading? Keeping people out, the protesters are, would you want government
0: to be involved? Uh, you know, that's a hypothetical. Look, at, we've got to have safety. I'm sure that people will find a way to have public safety everywhere in, in the state. I'm confident of that. Uh, the, the National Guard is demobilizing. Over two-thirds of them were demobilized of yesterday. I don't know if they're completely demobilized at this point or not, but if not, that'll be shortly, I believe.
1: Okay, so there you heard it in his own words. Um, so then finally we had uh, Trump tweeted out he says radical left governor Jay Inslee and the mayor of Seattle are being taunted and played at a level that our great country has never seen before take back your city now if you don't do it I will this is not a game these ugly anarchists must be stopped immediately move fast so of course you know he actually spelled stopped as stooped and then Inslee chimes back in and um, tries to make fun of him you know stoop tweeting and, uh, this is, I don't have that in front of me, but he said something to the effect of this is coming from someone who doesn't know how to, um, govern. How, how to govern. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is comical. This from a man who just claims to know nothing about what's happening in a six block takeover in Seattle.
0: He knows exactly what's happening.
1: Oh, of course he does. He knows
0: exactly what's happening.
1: Very, very corrupt. I don't know if, um, did either of you have a chance to try to find that that wonderful list of demands? Well, I, t- I'm
2: reading here that um you know, what, something that Andy No had posted supposedly from the Capitol Hill autonomous zone and it's a flyer um regarding the, how they don't need police. Is that what you're referring to?
0: Uh, they had um, a list of demands. Yeah, but, um, it was a
1: whole long list where they said they want to take over as the police. And and the and the irony in that is their whole gripe is about police brutality. But these people go around, and they beat people up. And right. Uh,
2: they've already elected, like, a war zone <laughs> oh,
1: like a leader. A yeah. warlord leader, yes. Right, right. And and, these, and who, some of them who, are armed who, as well.
0: Who, who is some, like, two-bit rapper of SoundCloud?
1: Yes. It's such
0: a weird, I don't know, we're a weird timeline, man. I don't know what's going on at the moment.
1: Yeah, so I don't, I don't know. How do you think this is going to play out?
0: Well, uh, I, I, I was reading a lot of comments under that post from Inslee. And there is a lot of leftists like saying in the comments, you know, I don't like Trump, but this is crazy. Like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Like, do you want to get him elected again? <laughs> so there is a lot of them that are kind of like seeing this, at least those that are not completely far left. Right, And they're wondering what the hell is going on here. And so they should. I mean, they're going around, they're tearing down statues, they're erasing history, and it's just the Marxist doctrine.
2: Mm-hmm. And, and worse than that, though, you know, uh, some of the other uh, tweets that Andy, you know, has been reporting from this autonomous zone is, you know, plotting um, more... Uh, violence more uh, you know like Molotov cocktails type of uh, attacks and you know that's not innocent that's not just protest that's not just um, as bad as it is to take down statues but it you know we're talking about real terror acts of terror here Um, and these people have already been named a, a terrorist organization so um, as far as I'm concerned, I think the feds should get involved in some way um, if the city or state is unable to to manage this. What do you guys Unwilling. think?
1: Mm-hmm. Unwilling. Yeah, they they want this shit show to go on. And mm-hmm. I haven't had a chance yet this morning to check into what's happening over in Portland, if that's um, grown over there at all. But, you know, it's like there's these. So we, we have certain cities and states that are test pilots for. <laughs> That's what I call them these are just test pilots you know they're trying to see how far they can push this and how far they can get away with this and <clears throat> of course they're doing it in areas where they're uh, requ-, requ you know demand making demands um some of which requires of course disbanding of the police and um and no doubt that there, people like inslee you know or Como or Newsom or pritzker these these are the type of people that would play right into that and play it off as some show going on here and and yeah, well we need to we we do they're absolutely right, we need to make some changes here, and so we're going to do this, and we're going to do that and you know and and it's just it's absurd, it's completely outrageous, so I wonder how far this is going to get pushed on that, that I- age, but.
0: It's, it's, it's horrible to see these things happening at the moment. I like my advice to anyone, if any of this starts happening in red States, like where you are and you hear oh, about I Antifa, yeah, I I, I'm just saying, or like just any of them going to tear down your statues or erase your history, definitely make a call to your mates, to your sons and go and protect your heritage because it's not enough to just tweet, <laughs> especially no. not in your States. Right. Well,
1: and you know it's crazy, like over in uh, Birmingham, Alabama, you've got primarily, it's primarily red there, but you have some, you know, some seedy ones and corruption throughout, of course, like everywhere. So you've got a mayor there that um, basically Antifa was attempting to take down one of the statues there, and I'm sorry, I can't even remember what it was, because um, we've seen so many of these recently, they're all... Mixed in my mind, but they were attempting to take one down and the mayor stops, says, no, 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 let me take care of that. I'll get the proper equipment out to take it down. And, and just, (laughs) why are you kidding me? Oh,
2: we have... Right. Yeah. I mean we have, you know, top Democrats supporting these ideas. I mean we have Elizabeth Warren Elizabeth Warren this week has proposed a plan to have the names of Confederate figures removed from military bases and other Pentagon assets going against Trump who's vowed to keep the names uh, of these places like Fort Bragg and Fort Hood. Uh, we have Pelosi demanding that the statues of Confederate figures like Jefferson Davis be removed from the DC Capitol. So you know they're they're in line with these these antifa thugs who are ripping down statues one of whom um got uh, i think critically injured in hey. the last oh, yeah.
0: one Yeah, he's in a coma
1: and of course yeah. when it happens they're calling for help and the police oh, come oh, in oh, and help yeah yeah the right. irony in that it's
2: such irony because look they were trying to explain how we don't need police officers at this antifa um Autonomous zone um, on a flyer, and they just said, you know, crime isn't random. Most of the time, it happens when someone has been unable to meet their basic needs through other means. So, to really fight crime, we don't need more cops. We need more jobs, more educational opportunities, more art programs, more community <laughs> centers, more mental health resources. So,
1: you know, and we they were just precincts there, completely closed down, boarded up, and and bailed out. Hmm. Right. It... So,
2: who are you going to call? You're going to call your your local art program, you know, <laughs> when uh, your friend is critically injured
1: while you rip down a. <laughs> like, right,
0: right? That's, I don't. I, I don't feel sorry. That's Darwinism at its best. And and these
1: kept. monuments, you know, this is happening in the UK and Belgium too. I mean, this is happening in other areas because it's the same playbook in every freaking country.
0: Oh yeah. So it, it's it's completely about erasing history. It's it's <clears throat> it's 1984. You're seeing it play out.
2: I know, it it's insane. That's exactly
0: what they're doing. And this kneeling for the flag, shit has got nothing to do with black lives. It's just another play to get people to disrespect the flag.
2: And it's pandering for, for votes. Oh, I mean, when course. you see Pelosi and Schumer and the rest of the Democrats making that, um, that total display, kneeling with the Kente cloth all <laughs> draped over them, it's such pandering it's so demeaning and to me it's racist i can't hmm. it's disgusting to me i, I saw you know a numerous uh, black people coming out uh, saying that it, they were totally insulted by this move
1: well and i don't know if this is true or not because i haven't been able to look it up but one person told me that particular pattern of that is identified with the actual traitors of slaves so I don't know if that's accurate or not don't hold me to that. That was mentioned to me mm-hmm. which would would be really wow so right but well like- I saw
2: I saw one uh, woman she was an African woman and she did identify the the tribe that that kente cloth was from she did not specifically say that but she did say how insulting it was that they were using this kente cloth because of the heritage that was behind it and they had really no idea or concept what that heritage was and it was just like this ancient culture to them and you know to just use that for a political ploy was disgusting on so many levels
0: This, this so much pandering and virtue signaling going out at the moment is actually making me physically sick to actually watch this fake shit. Like, we've seen it from sports teams with the the NFL now, Mm -hmm. right? We've seen it from them. So you're going to see them all take a knee. Uh, NASCAR is banding the Confederate flag. We've already had one driver quit over that. Um, Oh, yeah, I saw that. We had the U.S. soccer team (laughs) who is doing the same thing now. But it's like, here's, here's the thing. You're pushing away the, major- the majority of the country. Most right. people don't like that shit. Most people want to stand for the flag, right? They respect their country...
1: And I think people overall are far more united, and we have less race now than we have ever before. And they try to create this illusion, this exaggeration, and I'm not saying race doesn't exist, but look, I was looking up some numbers, so as of right now and this is straight, you know, African Americans. I'm not talking about, you know, several different mixed races, but African Americans make up 13% of the population in the US. That was the most, you know, recent numbers that I was able to find. Now, of that, and and, and it makes you wonder, okay, of that 13%, how many of them have now been pushed over to red? Because they've had it with what's going on, and they're seeing right through what's going on that the Democrats are pulling. And, and it gets worse when we get into the Black Lives Matter funding. So nine and a half percent of Congress right now are African Americans. So when you're looking at percentages, you know it's pretty relative to population wise. We've got Obama, who, you know, African American president. You've got African American business owners, big corporations in the in the MSM, in Hollywood, the entertainment industry, all major sports, Olympics, doctors, lawyers, CEOs, you name it. Again, I'm not saying that racism doesn't exist, but they try to create. They're just so divisive and trying to create more and more of it and make it seem like it's. You know what I mean? Yeah, Look, if, I have,
0: a, a lot of it is a complete illusion. That's why they keep reinforcing it every well, day with every post. That's why they, through education.
1: they keep talking about it and hammering it in people's heads from the time they come out of the womb to try and make it be a thing. Mm. You well, know, I have I have one of my best friends who I talk with like three days a week for years now is is black. And he's just totally disgusted by all this. He sees right through. All of
0: it. Hmm. That's the saddest part that they're using these people. They are legitimately just using these people. They don't care about black people. They care about black votes.
1: They exploit them. Look, they exploit us. We're the white privilege. They exploit Hmm. all races. They exploit all genders in particular transgenders. They exploit everyone to their benefit. And Hmm. look, race, you know, racism goes both ways. Um, you know, back when I was a teenager, I was, um, I worked with and was friends with, uh, a black guy and I went with him and his brother and I were hanging out one day and we, we went into the city cause one of them need to drop something off to his aunts. So we get there. And so me and my friend are just sitting in the car waiting and it was a primarily black neighborhood. And all of a sudden this cop car pulls up and it's an an older black guy and a younger black woman and they come out and this guy tells me to get out of the car and just starts berating me like he hated white people I'm not even going to say what he said because it was so vulgar and so disgusting and went on and on and was trying to intimidate and scare me and then his partner took my purse over to their car and then they finally finally let us go and leave us alone. And I'm looking through my purse, like, why did they take my purse? What what just happened here? And, you know, I was a teenager. And they took all my money out of my wallet. And that was, like, a really, really... Because even though I didn't do anything, they were trying to make, you know, scare me and make threats. They were going to take me down to jail. And, are you, you know, they were saying some really, really vulgar things. And uh, so I'm just saying, you know, look, racism goes both ways. And this whole crap well, they push about what,
0: what white haters at an all-time high let's not sugarcoat it right,
1: right right and and they're amplifying you know the left is amplifying this crap trying to make it a huge huge thing and um
0: why white uh, white, was, white straight christians are what they hate the most
1: right well, and c- apparently cops now mm. yeah and and you know and that was a black cop that you know what i mean so like she's yeah so right now there's this bill they're trying to put through on reparations where they're going to have a whole discussion about reparations on slavery and if they if people should be um compensated for what happened to their ancestors years and years ago and you know we know there were also white slaves and we know that they you know obliterated the Native Americans, and we know like all these things happened in our history, and some of this shit goes back five hundred years. It's like when is enough enough? When is this all going to stop? When are gonna people gonna live in the moment take responsibility for their lives recognize, okay, you know what? We've all been through hell, we all have a story there's we've all witnessed or been been you know had racism against us or. These things happen, but as a whole, I believe there is far much more unity and compassion and acceptance today, more so than ever before, despite these people trying to stoke it, you know? No,
2: this is all about the election. It's all about drumming up support for the Democrats um, and stoking this racial divide um, and galvanizing uh, the black vote, as well as just Democrats, getting them angry enough to get out the vote.
0: So that's right. like this. Um, this is what I like about Trump is he doesn't like pander to that shit. Like he like like with the George Ford thing, he said his thing like two weeks ago, right? Said he's like sorry, sorry, that, like that happened, and then he moved on, right? right? And then you just see Democrats milking it, milking it, milking it, milking
1: it. Hmm. Yeah, now, and you know. Just one other thing I just want to share, because this too, you know, with, so we've got a lot of um, immigrants from Mexico and back, this was years ago as well, I hit a point in my life. So in my entire life, I've only been in unemployment like four weeks out of my life. But there was this one point where I was through, going through a really bad time, really, really struggling and... I've always been a workhorse, (laughs) but things were just not jiving and I was really struggling. And I'm like, I got to go down and see if I can get some sort of assistance for a little bit. So I get in there and I'm meeting with this woman and she's, she's going through all my numbers and everything. And she's just like, gosh, I just, we can't help you. I'm like, you're kidding me. And she said, no, you're like right on that edge where we could. But she goes, now if you were an immigrant, and, you know, you were, you just came over. I could, I could totally help you. I could get you all kinds of assistance. And I said, are you kidding? And she seemed really annoyed by this. So she, so this must be something that she's gone through, had gone through a lot, you know, with not being able to help people. Okay. And I'm like, but I've been paying taxes in for years. I don't understand why I can't be helped. You know, I don't get it. What, they have like a different threshold there, you know, than I have that to where that works to their benefit. She said, oh, yeah. She said, if you came over and you didn't even live here and you got pregnant by someone here. I could help you there too. And I'm like, wow. Okay. Mm. So these, the, you know, they've intentionally set these things up.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, like look at, look at uh, Uber eats at the moment or Uber, Uber eats delivery, right? They said they're going to make it free delivery for any black owned business. Right. Okay? This That's is illegal. So racist. It's racist. And it's illegal. Oh my gosh! Get screwed out of them.
1: Edge, have you been getting hammered? So, I have been getting hammered left and right every day. I get like a new email from some store that saying how this is what we're doing for Black Lives Matter. We are donating, you know, a million dollars to this charity, and we're um, we're going to. I forget which store just did this. We are now going to dedicate 10% of the shelves in our store to only sell products from black business owners and just on and on and on. Oh, in fact, I think that was one of Antifa's demands is that that black people get free college. No one else, just them. So... Yeah, we've
2: been getting a lot of notifications as far as the donations for Black Lives Matter. In fact, you know, a lot of corporations have dumped money into this uh, organization, to which there's a lot of questions as far as where this money is going. Um, this week, that this is this conversation's kind of gone viral. It's been kind of discovered, especially with the BlackLivesMatter.com website. Uh, that goes directly to when you make a donation, it goes to Act Blue. And then when you look into Act Blue's financials, they donate specifically to DNC candidates. I mean, millions and millions and millions of dollars. So there's a it's highly questionable as to whether or not Black Lives Matter is actually really a fundraiser for the DNC. And if, if so, they've been getting international funding as well to the tune of millions and millions of dollars. I mean, we're talking about, you know, Candace Owens was talking about, you know, BLM raised $40 million within the first 48 hours of George Floyd's death. I don't know if that's accurate. I haven't been able to find the exact numbers that they've raised, but we're talking about tens of millions of dollars, some coming from other countries, and they're totally violating campaign finance laws if this is going to the DNC candidates
1: Right. Or Joe are- Biden. They were founded in 2013 as a 501c3 tax-exempt corporation. They are incorporated in the U.S., the U.K., and Canada, which is why they're getting the international funding, like you said. And ActBlue has a charity arm, which includes a PAC and a 501c4. So the ActBlue PAC goes directly to top DNC campaigners. And uh, Tom Fitton was pointing out that the uh, you know from judicial watch says that there's there are no um there's no irs info with blm's name available online which is very interesting because typically when you do have your charities you can pull up the 990s and you know look into everything and um as far as the funding you know through this pack we've got bernie 2020 It's like $186 million, Biden, 119 million, Elizabeth Warren, 93 million, Pete for America. I mean, we can go on and on. So how much of this is going to Biden's campaign right now? Exactly. You know, this is the crap they pull time and time again. These people are experts with slush funds and money laundering oh yeah yeah and if you look
2: and if you look if you just look at how black lives matter has trended over the years you can see huge spikes 2016 right before the election 2020 right before the election it's no coincidence they use this to get financing and to get the vote
1: and you would think that would piss these people off you know especially like your college students that don't really know any better. And they actually think that they're, they're fighting for this. They don't understand the ulterior motives, what's really going on with this. And, you know, another thing we need to mention is that New York Times article. That was one of the most astounding articles I think I've read from them to date. Um, did you guys see that? It was where they're literally telling people, they had bullet points and they're instructing people, do not um, accept phone calls or texts from friends and family members unless they are willing to donate to Black Lives Matter or um, blacks running for, you know, elections to their campaign funds or they're willing to get involved in these protests. I mean, they're literally yes. telling people this. and
0: Well, that's, that's like cult techniques. Right, hmm. that's striking. Unbelievable. Hmm.
1: I mean, it's all believable, but it's still unbelievable.
0: It's just... <laughs> it's just, it's it's unbelievable how many places that we've seen pandered and how quickly. It's mm-hmm. just, it's just blows my mind, man. I...
2: It's it's to the point where they've stopped trying to to disguise themselves for who they really are, and oh, they're right. just out fully in the open. Yeah, and you know these socialist, radical left, and the mainstream media really is not even trying to disguise it anymore. Uh, they don't really care how in your face they are with right. with this messaging. It's um, like, and,
0: like that's that's baffling. Why, that's why I like I think with a lot of these things that's going on with Seattle now, I think Trump might leave it. I'm, I'm, I'm saying that on a voice of optics because most general people don't like this shit. Right. And the more they see it, hopefully the more logical people are like, wow, what, what's happened to my, my party.
2: Right. Right. Um, it really is. that The optics are terrible for them and it's um, really pissing off the rest of the country uh, watching this happen and what it's doing is the reverse of what they've planned it's actually galvanizing i think our side to turn out the vote uh, because we're so pissed off of how far our our country has gone and we want to get it back
1: right and there's there's other things going on too with this um coming out of all of this not not just the riots and the protests but also covid because we know they go they go hand in hand Um, So Amazon comes out and says they're going to stop providing facial recognition technology to police forces for one year amid questions about the company's commitment to fighting systemic racism. And then you've got Starbucks coming out and saying they plan to close up to 400 stores in the U.S. and Canada over the next 18 months, while at the same time adding carryout and pickup only locations They're calling this a strategy shift that illustrates how much consumer behavior has changed during the pandemic. I mean, it just it's like setting the stage, you know. Right. And Yeah. But then, interestingly, the Hill comes out with an article today saying that there was an internal memo sent to uh, Starbucks employees last week specifically warned staffers against wearing accessories or clothes bearing messages in support of the Black Lives Matter movement. A video from a top company executive reportedly sent with the memo warned employees that agitators who misconstrue the fundamental principles of the movement could seek to amplify divisiveness if the messages are displayed in stores. So in other words, they don't want to see more of their stores burned down.
0: Mm.
1: So (laughs) you reap what you sow. (laughs) Yes.
0: Yeah. I I just Uh hope that this, the uncovering of them has really opened up a lot of eyes, and you'll see record, you know, turnout for for the right. Hopefully, that's that's what we're wishing. But they are yeah. going completely, you know, they're they're giving it all they have here. I mean, this really is their last shot,
1: right? And as far as record turnout, look, there was so okay. The can that we know that the deep state. Deep Pockets, you know, we are, we've already seen, you know, Soros. We have all these different packs out there. They are going to fund the hell out of the DNC, and they're going to do it in every corrupt way they can, like we were just noting with BLM. So they're always, almost always, going to have millions for their campaigns, for those running, in comparison to the Republicans that are running that may have hundreds of thousands. And it, here's the thing. It shouldn't be about money. It really shouldn't. I mean, you get enough money to get your message out and you and you campaign and you, you do everything you can to get that out. But here's the thing. People need to be proactive in their cities and states. They need to be the ones going, okay, this is an election year. Who's running? They need to be keeping tabs on who is running their city, who is the mayor of their town, who is their governor, who is their senator. And they need to pay attention to that. And they need to... You know, seek out that information and support them and prop them up if they feel, you know, I'm not saying automatically, but, you know, do your research on these people and then assist with their campaign. It should not be about the funds. If it's going to continue to be about the funds, they're always going to freaking win because they're always going to have more money. So so people need to do their due diligence and, uh, and stop being lazy and not just, you know, get out and vote, but actually, actually work to like, for example, if you say, oh, I'm just going to check off everything red. Okay, great. But how about, you know, the thousand people that live on your block? What about them? Are they just going to do that? Or are they not going to go vote at all? Or... So it's important that people do the research and get the information out there and share it with other people and say, hey, we got this great candidate running. It's really important because look at what this other guy did. And if he gets in again, we're up shit creek. So then I talk about that a little bit in um I published an article on Monday, um, what did I call it? <laughs> Weeding out distractions and maintaining focus, four key focal points. Because right now, Oh my gosh. I mean, we can't even keep up. Things are happening so quickly and there's multiple layers and multiple distractions going on while they're trying to keep everyone down and scared and still can't open buses or poles and yeah, very pissed off. So we, so, so the key points and I'll, I'll link the article in here, but you know, local level policies and legislation, people have got to pay attention to this crap. You know, especially with what we were just talking about with defunding the police. People need to be going to public hearings. People need to be raising their voices. They need to be getting petitions in. They need to be recalling governors. There's so many things that can be done on a local level because the federal level is somewhat out of our hands. I mean, it's good to know the information, but you can go down rabbit holes endlessly on stuff that you can't really take action on. You know what I mean? So it's important to stay focused on that, which you can take action on and, um, elections, you know, do a, do a, geez, if you have any research capabilities at all, put together some fact sheets on the candidates running and, and start a blog, start a website, spread it on social media, spread it in your local communities and make sure people know what's up. Hmm. And, and then taking back your freedoms, this crap with, um, with this COVID thing still going on is absolutely absurd. We've got, I love the quote from the health experts um, that are supporting the uh, anti-police protests. And they say as public health advocates, we do not condemn these gatherings as risky for COVID-19 transmission. This should not be confused with a permissive stance on all gatherings, particularly protests against stay-at-home orders. I mean, it's insane. It is insane. Yeah, it's,
2: it's nuts. Absolutely. Absolute hypocrisy. And, and Tucker Carlson talked about this in a recent um. Uh, Showed this this week, he was saying, you know, we we were played. Uh, corrupt politicians scared us into giving up control over the most basic questions in our lives. At the same time, they gave more power to their obedient followers like Antifa, while keeping the rest of us trapped in our home and censored online. I mean, we were totally played, Um, and the hypocrisy level is ridiculous when you see the juxtaposition between um, us being quarantined, our businesses being shut down, us not being able to go to our funerals of our own family members. Meanwhile, public national funeral, three of them, in fact, uh, for George Floyd, Mm hmm. Um, and no worries there as far as catching coronavirus or public health issues as far right. as that goes. No worries as far as the riots go or the protests goes. I mean, multi, multi millions of people. You know, I saw this one tweeted and it was just uh, stunning. Um, I think it was in L.A. Um, Benny had had tweeted this. It was just this this uh, drone footage of L.A. Uh, protests you know as far as the eye could see like an ocean of people and oh, he, th- <laughs> he tweeted he tweeted do you remember when they arrested a guy in the ocean for paddleboarding <laughs> by himself <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> i mean oh that's classic. i got to find that tweet for my next article cuz i'm working on another article right now that's awesome it's, it's
2: insanity
0: is, it's clown world man it's clown it world is. I clown bet but that's why we've got to reverse this. And like four more years of of Trump in, in the White House is definitely going to help.
1: Well, people need to open their damn businesses. People need uh-huh. to stop being in fear. They need to stop caring what other people think. I realize oh, that yeah. there are certain repercussions that may happen from that. But damn it, if people do not as a whole start taking back their freedoms, making demands, and, you know, opening their businesses, stop with the damn masks that don't protect you. Um, it's just, you know, like I'm in the grocery store the other day. There's a couple hundred people in there. I mean, it was, just, I don't know why it was just freaking packed that day. And it was like a Monday. And they're, they're, every single person in there had a mask on but me. And I'm looking around and I'm just thinking, God, you are all being played. You're all pawns in the show, and you just you don't even realize it. Or maybe you do realize it, but you're just afraid to go against the grain, you know? And and then the PA system, just like every five minutes, the stupid PA system, make sure to maintain your social distancing at six feet apart. And I was laughing. I was uh, I was there with, with my dad, and I just start laughing, and I'm walking down the aisle, <laughs> and I'm talking like the announcer out loud, and I'm just like, fasten your seatbelts. This shit show is going to continue for another five months. And I'm just like rambling all this stuff off, cracking him up. It's just insane, absolutely insane. And, you know, the other thing is people need to be focusing on their families more than all these distractions on social media and everything going on because – you know, there's some tough decisions. I have a lot of friends, um, including myself that are considering moving right now. Um, we've got, I don't know the numbers. I haven't looked it up, but I have seen, you know, some headlines on this and a lot of people talking about the fact that people are like fleeing some of these blue states as fast as they can, primarily like New York and California, um, when they prob- see their
2: governors and their their mayors just completely abandoning um, and and allowing law- lawlessness to take over, um, they just they really feel like they have no choice, right?
1: Right, and and it makes me wonder. Okay, so you got to think strategically. Like these people, they know they know they're going to force people out. They know people are going to say, "Oh, you know, the people that have common sense are going to say this is an app you know, that they aren't going along with the game or aren't buying into it." and they've absolutely just had enough, they're going to start moving out. So what's their end game there? All these people are going to, probably over the next few years, you're going to see a lot of people moving out and moving to red states, more conservative states, more peaceful states, where this level of chaos is not permitted to go on. You know, it's stopped much more quickly, if it even starts. So... So what's their end game there? Because they, they know that's happening. They know they're going to drive people out. Are they creating a divide? Are they trying to intentionally divide the sheep up to these are the sheep that will follow and these are the sheep that won't? Mm.
0: Well, for starters, they'll take a lot of red votes out of blue states.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So- and then that, yeah. that'll, that'll end up changing the – Population and all that good stuff too, and
0: Mm.
1: um, that that'll carry through with the whole voting mechanism Mm. as well.
0: But no, look, no, no matter what happens, these blue states are uh, just—they're not looking good. Like in the long run, not if this continues the way it's going. Unless people
1: are willing to stick it out and Mm. you know rally together to get people, um, get new people in those positions. They're elected officials. And, and, you know, we are starting to see that I was talking with a friend the other day and he said, he's pretty confident based on numbers and what's going on in Montana that they're going to flip it red. And we've seen that, you know, there was a seat in California that flipped red. There was one in, Oh, was it Virginia or Pennsylvania? I don't know, but we're we're starting to see this, and you know, I think does isn't Trump like has this like undefeated record going where everyone he's endorsed ended up winning something to that effect.
0: It's like seventy three to zero at the moment.
1: Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Pretty pretty crazy. Oh, oh, and we have a rally, the first rally, right? Isn't that is that the Saturday or Sunday?
0: I'm I'm not sure the date, but it's in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And the mainstream media is already hitting back that Tulsa is a racist city.
1: Oh,
0: mm-hmm. That's <laughs> oh that just God. came out? Yeah, they just they brang up something of like a hundred years ago. There was some sort of racist thing going on there, and just made it seem like look, Trump picked this racist place to be his first rallying point. Yeah, the rally in Tulsa, a city which is known uh, its troubling history on race, where once thriving African American business community was decimated by a racist white mob in 1921.
1: What happened in 1921? It's your fault.
0: Mm. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> right.
1: And I wonder if they're going to spread the seating out and require you wear a mask, or how they're going to do that. I hope not. Well, they didn't do that I, with the protests. Now, did I they? I know. I know. I hope not too. So, one other thing I want to mention before you um, cover the the Flynn and potential uh, D-class here is the letter. Did you guys see the letter from the Archbishop to Trump? I did. I read I, through, I skimmed through it, and it was great. Oh, it was powerful. Um, and the reason I say that is, you know, I don't attend churches or anything, but I... Uh, I do think it's incredibly important that that coming from an archbishop and he he detailed it. I mean, he got into deep state and, you know, evil versus good and the children of light and children of dark. I mean, he really put a lot of information into that. And it was I thought it was very powerful and really important letter that for people to read which I will find and I will link in here Yeah, as we'll, we'll
0: link. It, it, it's definitely a great read because it is what a lot of us feeling and a lot of us are seeing at the moment mm-hmm. when it comes to the deep state, when it comes to the battle between good and evil. It's all... It's um,
1: interesting
2: yeah. coming from an archbishop too. Mm. Right.
1: I believe he even talked about... Um, I don't know if he specifically said child trafficking, but alluded to that and the fact that e- there are even those within the church that are you know kind of on the dark side so it was it was quite um mm. it was quite bold and, and to the point you know
0: oh yeah. yeah he didn't hold anything back in that letter
1: right mm. so
2: yeah so check that out on,
1: what's going on with um uh, the Flynn update do we have an update um just a couple of quick
2: things i'll mention at the end but i wanted to go over uh just talk a little bit briefly about defunding the police and oh, what these yeah. rot- going back to the cities and the states that uh, we were just talking about these Democrat um, states and cities. Minneapolis City Council members came out and stated that they publicly, that they wanted to defund and disband the police while offering absolutely no alternative. Mayor de Blasio is committed to shifting funds from the NYPD to social services and youth programs, to which many members of the NYPD have said they're going to resign. And Governor, Governor Whitmer of Michigan has said that she agrees with the spirit of defunding the police movement. While on the other hand, you know, Trump has come out and said there will not be defunding of the police and there will not be dismantling of our police. But these radical Democrats are running that are running these ma- you know these major cities and states. They're just acquiescing to the defund the police movement simply for the black votes. We realize that. It's not based on any statistical uh, data that supports this this assertion that police are just as a whole a racist uh, foundation. And, you know, if we look at the data, studies show that race doesn't typically predict how much force an officer is going to use. In fact, better indicators as far as police force are gender and level of experience, not race. And... You know, in New York, uh, since the 90s, this is a good example, um, good policing drove homicide rates way down by 86 percent, by saving thousands of black lives. So, in fact, defunding the police is going to have the adverse effect of more lives, black lives being lost. lost. So if we want to be really honest about the majority of the black homicides, you know, if you look back at FBI data, and I think you talked about this a little bit last week, Corey, is that, you know, FBI data shows that, you know, the majority of black homicides are black on black crime, and it accounts for at least 90% of black homicides, which is a much bigger problem that we should be focusing on rather than this myth of systemic racism in the police force that's tarnishing the reputations of, you know, thousands of good cops. And, you know, based on, you know, one bad cop who apparently had a, a questionable history that went on for a long time unchecked, it seems. Um, but no doubt there are corrupt cops out there that need to be removed. And I think that everybody could stand behind that. We want to weed out the the bad ones from the good ones. That no, Everybody can agree on that. You know, it doesn't mean we need to disband police or defund police or tarnish the names of thousands of really good cops that are preventing Black homicides, you know, or homicides in general, um, but we know this is all about the election. We know this is about the Democrats wanting the black vote, that the, the Demo- Democrats wanting to galvanize their base and fundraising through Black Lives Matter and regaining and power at all cost.
1: Right. Yeah, I, it, it, the whole thing is ludicrous. But you know, when I gotta ask, when Trump says no, that's not gonna happen. We're not gonna allow that to happen. What does that look like? Because many, according to Minneapolis, they've already begun dismantling. I mean, and and they think <laughs> that girl, that girl that was on um, the in the interview on the news, uh, was it CNN? I think. I, She was one of the council members. I mean, it was it was like listening to someone from another planet. She was right,
2: yeah, because it's, rocker. Yes, because it's white privilege. It's white mm-hmm. privilege that you know that we have a police force. She, she, yeah, <laughs> she
1: asked her. Well, what about the people? You know, people are asking. Well, what happens if someone breaks into my home and I need to call the police? And you know, what do I do? And she says, "Yes, that's because it's." Well, she, I don't think she used the word white, but that's the insinuation she said that it was um yes because because people feel privileged or people have had that privilege and it you know what maybe you should look at your property taxes here and your other taxes because we're actually paying for the police force and their pensions so you (laughs) know
0: don't try to make anything logical out of it they're (laughs) gonna work right these people are mental
1: but seriously, how does this stop? How, how you know, it, if you've it, got the council members and a mayor and a governor who are all going to stand back and say, yep, we're down with this. Go it, ahead. Dismantle. It, it
0: stops when they destroy themselves. The left will always eat its own. There is no end.
1: Mm-hmm. Right.
2: I, I guess that's that. Maybe what we see is that these uh, cities and states do really start destroying themselves. Um And people see it for what it is and get out the vote um, and make the choice, you know, that this is not what they want and hopefully get these people out of power. Uh, I really don't know what Trump's plan is when he states, you know, makes a general statement of we will not be defunding the police. We will not be dismantling police. Uh, He didn't really go into it in depth as far as, you know, what his plan is. So, well, I guess we'll just have to wait and see.
1: Meanwhile, the mayor of D.C. says she's going to paint. Didn't she say she was going to paint like multiple blocks around D.C. down there with Black Lives Matter on the streets?
2: Ooh, I have to tell you this. This is so good. I'm really, really excited to see what happens here. So Judicial Watch, um, and, and this is kind of just tangential to what you were saying, Corey, because I don't okay. know exactly the answer. But
0: <laughs> Yeah, no, I was like, no,
1: no, Corey, we don't know. he's got like, a good
2: thing to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Judicial Watch released this on Thursday, that they have petitioned the D.C. mayor to paint what they want on the street in the same manner that they painted the Black Lives Matter street. <laughs> but they want to write... No one is above the law, and oh. and should she reject their request, they are planning to go to court for
0: discrimination.
1: Nice. <laughs>
0: <Genius>. <laughs> uh, very slick. Like very it's, it's, it's it's good to see people doing that, and I, I like all of you people on the right. It's it it isn't it isn't just enough to like watch this happen and let these things just take. Take control and get out of our hand. Make yourselves <laughs> heard. Stand in your own beliefs. And I, I know, like Corey said before, it, it, it might have consequences for you. Do you know what I mean? But yep. be, being weak in those sort of situations is not going to help anything. Speak your truth. Speak your mind. I mean, I've, I've, I've got a mate that is slowly waking up to all of this. And, and he had an argument with his wife the other night because he was trying to explain this Black Lives Matter thing to her. And she started calling him racist. He's black. <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> right? But, he, but he was like telling me that on the phone and he's like, can you believe that shit? <laughs> right?
1: What's but happening like, in your country? Are you guys seeing any overflow of this crap going on over there?
0: Oh yeah, there's... there's it, it has infected our culture too. We're part of the West. You know what I mean? It's just a lot slower than where you are and where uh, and Europe. It was always going to come to us, but it was always just going to come to us later. Gotcha. Yeah. So we're starting to see it's rear its head now with Aboriginals and Aboriginal rights and stuff like this. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, all all that crap starting to (sighs) rear its head now. But um yeah, <laughs> what and like he's he's just speaking his truth now. So like he's been asked about um this Black Lives Matter thing from a few people that he works with and a few of his other friends. And the way he states it, he always goes, "Are you sure you want to know my opinion? It's not a po- <laughs> it, it's it's not a popular opinion. But if you want to know it, I'll tell you." And then he just goes ahead and just tells it. Yeah. Right. So yeah, do you, just you you got to start speaking up. Don't don't these people are like sharks. They will once they smell blood. And that's why you see celebrities and these footballers and just these people just pandering and going down to their knees is because they've done it once and they've just worked them down, worked them down, worked them down. That's what it is.
1: Oh yeah, and I just saw yesterday Hillary tweeted out it's called some something like pass the mic or Something to that along those lines um, where these people like herself and Julia Roberts and people who have very large social media followings are turning their accounts over to some other African-American that that several of them are, you know, known people that are going to now use those accounts to put out their messages so they can reach more people. Hmm. I mean, this is, these people get really creative in getting their voices heard. Let me tell you.
2: Right.
0: All right, ladies. So So, a
2: couple couple quick mentions on um, things to look for in, you know, we'll probably touch on next week. Um, You know, on Friday, the day this uh, podcast is released is Flynn's hearing. So we don't have a whole lot on on the Flynn hearing right now. uh, But that is expected to happen um, on Friday, the day we publish. So we'll probably be talking about that circus uh, next week and whatever happens with that. Also, Ratcliffe did declassify some documents this week. Regarding, um, you know, some just more details on how the the Steele dossier was uncorroborated and not a credible source, but was knowingly used by the FBI three times to renew the surveillance warrant on Carter Page. And I suspect we're going to be seeing a lot more declassifications as Durham, uh, his investigation winds down. Um, Also, Lindsey Graham has um, been given uh, by the Senate Judiciary, he's been given sweeping uh, subpoena powers um, to uh, subpoena documents and uh, more than 50 individuals related to to the Russia investigation. So we'll see how that goes, but that could include uh, Comey, uh, Brennan, uh, and Clapper. So uh, we should be talking about uh, more as that develops probably in the next week or coming weeks. (laughs) What a week.
1: Lots going on. on?
2: (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks for joining us here on Dig It with the speaker, myself, The Sharp Edge, and Corey Lynn of Corey's Digs. Please be sure to share this podcast. We are now on Google Play, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher. Tune in. And as always, YouTube. We'll see you back next time right here on Dig It.
1: Don't back down.
2: Thank you.